Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, wholesome, but explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, and the joy of connection. And by connection, we sometimes mean fucking. On the last episode, we were talking all about the joys of vanilla sex, and we got such beautiful feedback from you all. Um, And it turns out a lot of us love vanilla sex, right? But some of the conversations we got were like, when does vanilla become not vanilla, Mm -hmm. right? And we can honor that vanilla is a base for so many different flavors of eroticism. Um, And yet vanilla itself can be so nourishing, right? To hold that both and that there's something so good about vanilla And so many of us crave something more. And as we started talking about this, um, I was reminded of this phrase, vanilla topping, vanilla toppings. And in this episode, I want to talk about both vanilla topping as the a breakdown of the compulsory assigned expected pleasure we are supposed to have in this very narrow window of sexual kind of assigned behaviors like how much is vanilla our assigned base flavor and if we don't like it is there something wrong with us so vanilla topping from that angle and also vanilla with toppings right um how do we honor vanilla as a base and then realize just about anything can go on vanilla ice cream and be delicious. One of our favorite Sundays is vanilla ice cream with really good olive oil, whipped cream and sea salt. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that experience from a specific Byright ice cream place in San Francisco 20 years ago, the memory of that Sunday still lingers on my tongue. <laughs> And in our conversations. And we've tried to recreate it a hundred times, right? And so this episode is both to break down compulsory vanilla and specifically how our gender roles assign us a role within vanilla. And it's kind of like like it or else. And how we can expand our love of vanilla with the endless buffet of toppings available that go so well with vanilla. And leave vanilla as is, right? Without taking vanilla to another flavor altogether. This week on Speaking of Sex (laughs) with the Pleasure Mechanics. And we are so grateful you are here with us in this conversation. Um, We are at episode 460, 70-something. We are quickly approaching episode 500. And we want you with us for that celebration. So subscribe to the podcast. While you're at it, leave a review for the podcast. Um, Get on our newsletter by coming over to pleasuremechanics.com, pleasuremechanics.com slash free for our free offering that brings you right into the heart of what we offer right away and gives us direct access to you so you can write to us and share your stories, share your questions, and be in community with us and our over 15,000 pleasure seekers from all around the world. Yes? Mm -hmm. All right, let's dive into vanilla topping. And a quick shout out to where I got this phrase from in the first place. Um, This phrase came to me through my poly love life as I was flirting and talking and kind of that process in a new relationship where you're 
understanding the heart of one another's eroticism, which is one of the things I love so much about dating is just diving right into the deep end with people. Um, and this was coming to me, this phrase came to me from someone who was assigned male at birth, grew up as a heterosexual passing by guy, right? Like someone who had always had desire across spectrum, but someone who kind of chose heterosexual lifestyle and family um, as they came of age and now in his 50s is coming out as um, more on the trans spectrum. And when we started talking, which was almost two years ago now, was in this very tender stage of hatching um, into a chick, into a new girl, into their feminine side. And one of the things they said to me was like, I'm just so sick of vanilla topping. I'm so sick of vanilla topping, by which they meant this idea that as someone assigned male at birth, their assumed role within sex was not only vanilla heteronormative sex, but that they would be the top, by which we mean the initiator, the active penetrator, the one doing the fucking, right? And this phrase, vanilla topping, like just reminds us how much of our sexual identities have been really assigned to us at birth in this culture that is so um, on the gender binary and has such specific stories about what those gender roles do in bed together. Yeah. And we talk a lot in this podcast about scripts and sexual scripts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people ask us, like, what exactly do you mean? Mm -hmm. And I think this phrase vanilla topping really highlights and reveals a sexual script that is so invisible that we don't even notice that it's a script. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love it. I think it's kind of brilliant because it reveals and shows us that the person who is presenting as more masculine often is required in this culture to perform being the initiator, the penetrator, the one who is directing the mm -hmm. sexual scenario. Mm -hmm. And that is an unconsensual power dynamic that is then put on both people in the dynamic um, without right, a negotiation. Also assigns exactly. a bottoming. Yeah. Um, assign somebody to be in a slightly more submissive role where they follow, receive, and uh, go along with the the scenario unfolding. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just so valuable for us to look at it and to register if that's what we want to be doing. Because for some people, they will absolutely love that whole dynamic. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. But when it's compulsory, when it's um, assigned to us, when it's something that we perform or we are supposed to do in order to do sex correctly, it takes away our own agency and becomes less, there's less choice in it. So can we really love something that's compulsory? It's a question, right? And so mm. just looking at it and having a conversation with your partner, choosing what elements you really enjoy and you want to keep playing with and which elements you'd like to actually shift up is just a valuable thing to look at. And how much has this been invisibilized yeah. and naturalized for you, mm -hmm. right? Because you say it's assigned, but then it's assigned and then kind of made to be like, that's just how things are. That's how right? sex goes. People with penises, if they're aroused, will get hard and then they will want to fuck something. And that's just how it works, right? Well, not always. It doesn't have to be. Right? Yeah. And in this confession of I'm just so sick of vanilla topping, my next question is like, what are you craving? 
and what they wanted after a lifetime of being an erotic creature explorer having all sorts of sex what they were really craving and wanting and wanting to grow into was being soft being receptive being the one to be fucked being the one to be done right their cravings were still a little vanilla but they wanted to be the vanilla bottom for Mm -hmm. once and to be able to yield to that and how do you relate to this idea of vanilla topping and vanilla bottoming Um, how does vanilla sex unfold for you how close is it to this script of um, certain assumptions about what bodies do without a whole lot of permission for those bodies to do the other things that they might want to do, right? Um, Because vanilla sex and penetrative penis in vagina, PIV, is quite pleasurable and delicious and a cornerstone of many of our sexual desires, Um, but it doesn't have to be isolated, right? And it certainly doesn't have to be isolated and then force fed to us. And as delicious as vanilla is, right? If we had to eat it after every meal as dessert, because you will like it. And it was kind of force fed to us in the same way all the time. Well, there was no other option. And there's no other option. Or we see all these other options, but those are denied to us, Mm -hmm. right? It's like going into a 32 flavors with a toppings bar and only being allowed to order vanilla. Like the resent grows because you look at those nuts and want them in your mouth. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, But this is part of the thing is like, what are we craving that we have forbidden from ourselves that we have kind of put on the other side of that glass wall of like, well, that's not for me. I'm not allowed that if I want that. What does it mean about my identity? Where this brand started so many years ago, right? 20 years ago, Charlotte and I were in San Francisco, learning about prostate touch, touching so many men charlotte was an erotic masseur specializing in prostate play and erotic massage and had this whole fleet of regulars who they had discovered somehow usually on like you know at that point it was like the bowels of the internet so to speak (laughs) wow (laughs) but had discovered somehow that prostate play was really uh delicious Mm -hmm. and would come to you and then they were like holy shit this is better than sex what have i been missing my whole life But that idea of allowing anal play as a heterosexual man can be so threatening to our sense of self, can be so scary to ask for, we never allow it for ourselves. Well, when the cost is that you might be rejected, your masculinity might be questioned, um, your your orientation, your straightness might be questioned, like all of those have to get unpacked in order to be able to say, yes, I'm perhaps a straight man that actually really does want to experience prostate play. Mm -hmm. And that is completely fine and fabulous. But Mm -hmm. there is a lot of cultural myths to undo in order to make that feel safe. And here we are 20 years later. And I think that the cultural needle has shifted on this. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've been so honored to be part of that global conversation that has normalized butt play for men. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's all sorts of other flavors, right, that can either pair with your vanilla or be on your um, banana split like vanilla can be one flavor amongst many that you eat all in one dish um, I promise we will move on from this metaphor no, after I this that, episode I think this, this, this episode is it's perfect for this I... <laughs> so vanilla topping I think what we really want to call out and name for people with this phrase 
Um, thank you, Bobby. Uh, and Bobby is someone, right? Like I got to know Bobby and we have never actually played. Mm. Um, but I know their erotic, uh, creature so intimately because we've become friends who talk about things, who share our adventures. And I have gotten to watch them bloom into this beautiful slut girl who is being well pleasured. Mm -hmm. And part of that is they allowed it for themselves. They took these incremental steps away from that vanilla topping. And they started buying outfits that they wore for themselves alone and maybe take pictures for people like me. And then they started confessing these desires to their potential lovers and found lovers who thought it was as hot as I do. And they got what they want. Mm -hmm. And they send me pictures now. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, do you remember where we were just two years ago? Right. And that's this erotic journey we are on. We did a few episode about this a few weeks ago. And a reminder there that nothing has to be taken away from mm -hmm. what you already enjoy. Sometimes change can be so scary because it feels like we have to give something up and some things are let go of. And that can be a really good thing, too. But we don't have to give up vanilla. We can either figure out our positionality within it, right? And the flip side of this is if you have been a receptive partner, if you were assigned female at birth if you were resigned you know you have a pussy and you have been fucked your whole life how would it feel to put on a strap on and be the penetrating partner and for a lot of people like even just pulling on a strap on and looking down and having a hard phallus between your legs for the first time is a wildly aha moment and then getting to use it on someone who is ready to be pleasured that way. It's a wild experience for the first time and for the hundredth. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we can play with penetration with our hands yep. in all sorts of ways prior to playing with strap-ons. Yep. Um, shout out to all of our foreplay mastery and erotic touch um, techniques that I feel like are amazing warm-ups to before getting to that kind of penetration yep. just to make it even more awesome. Mm -hmm. So pleasuremechanics.com slash touch. Mm -hmm. um, just because I feel yeah. like I gave so many prostate massages with my hands, integrating mm -hmm. that and again, layering it on top of using my hands on someone's cock. So I guess that's mm -hmm. vanilla-ish. Um, and that experience of your hand on a cock, a hand playing with the asshole, like that's the experience people were coming to you and paying really good money for yeah. over and over again because it was better than sex. Quote. That is what I heard so many times. <laughs> yes. And I feel like that is because most presumably straight men yeah. don't get the experience of an hour of touch just focused on them. Getting so this receive. was one way touch where mm -hmm. I was just massaging them mm -hmm. for however many many minutes and then working on their cock and prostate and so just getting and lavished sometimes just cock, right? and sometimes just cock yeah, yeah but just getting lavished in mm -hmm. touch where they could just lie back and receive mm -hmm. is not an experience that we give straight men very often mm -hmm. because of this idea of vanilla topping mm -hmm. because they are supposed to be performing and running it and it's so beautiful to get to lie back and receive and yeah. for more female-bodied folks to be able to take on that powerful role of directing the experience and generating pleasure and seeing the gl gloriousness of what you can create yeah. in someone's body. That's right. Being top is really sexy sometimes. And we all at least get to explore these roles and then more actively choose, right? Um, and we have been talking a little bit about people assigned male, assigned female at birth. This language is fraught, 
right? We're doing the best we can with current language. But this dynamic actually is true across gender spectrums, across orientations, Mm -hmm. where sometimes like even in our relationship, just because I'm slightly more butch than you, Mm -hmm. there's all these things that are assumed of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really, that's just a measure of how much kind of heteronormative roles we absorb as a queer couple. Um, But definitely within all sorts of dynamics, this assumption of what our bodies do, what they will want, how they are supposed to quote unquote function. Um, I'm talking a lot about this with my sex therapist that I'm running a training for, like the idea of our functional model of sexuality, these assumptions about how our bodies are supposed to behave. And if they don't behave that way, something is broken in us is the source of so much suffering. Mm -hmm. And within this vanilla topping conversation, right, all of the conversations about erections and what they are supposed to do and how hard men are supposed to get for how long and if they can't stay hard while fucking, what does that mean? Meanwhile, a body with a pussy, like if it's supposed to be receptive, is it supposed to be wet? And if it's not wet, what does that mean? You can be very, very aroused and not wet at all. And this is one of those myths that we interrupt. Like, I think it's in our free course, even like right away, this idea of wetness and hardness as a barometer of arousal. There are countless factors that go into how our bodies respond, what they are wanting and craving in specific moments. And if we could just honor that, we could all get more of what we want right? It does become that make your own Sunday bar where there's not only a bunch of base flavors, there's all sorts of mix-ins and toppings. And after we take a break to thank our sponsors, I want to go into this part of the conversation, right? Vanilla with topping. If we love vanilla, we love that kind of simple intimacy, eroticism, sexuality without a whole lot of kink, but we're also craving a little novelty, change, variety. How do we play with that? Right. What's your toppings bar of choice? Just to say real quick, in the last episode, we challenged the idea that vanilla was simple and that it was its own complex um, flavor that has so many factors that go into creating a beautiful um, (laughs) vanilla moment. Right. It's the illusion of simple. Yes. (laughs) The delicious illusion. I love delicious delusions. (laughs) (laughs) We want to take a minute and thank our sponsors for this episode, starting with Morgasm. Morgasm CBD Enhanced Lube is one of my new go-to favorites for enhancing vanilla sex. It is deliciously infused with not only CBD, which is the non-THC variety of cannabis infused products, right? So it's not going to get you high. It's just going to bring all that beautiful, warm blood flow and circulation Morgasm Arousal CBD Lube is good for all bodies, for all kinds of vanilla sex and kinkier versions too, but use it wherever you want a little bit more lubrication, warming, and this incredible glow that this product brings. I really love the botanical blend they use. I've tried a lot of products like this, and most of them I don't try twice. I'm on my third bottle of Morgasm, and if you want to explore this with me, you can save 15% off at morgasm.com by using the code pleasure. That's morgasm.com, M-O-R-G-A-S-M, morgasm.com. Use the code pleasure for 15% off. 
and you will find this link in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox, where we have all of the links for our generous sponsor offers and our favorite pleasure toys and tools to equip you for your journey ahead. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. We'd also like to thank SheVibe for providing us with some of our favorite toppings for vanilla sex. As we're about to talk about, vanilla sex can be made even more exciting and delightful with toys. We have boxes and boxes and boxes of toys around our bedroom. And if you have not treated yourself to a new toy recently, go to pleasuremechanics.com toys. That's pleasuremechanics.com toys. And we will take you right to SheVibe, our favorite toys, and you can select one for yourself to try out and delight yourself with the novelty of new sensations and new possibilities. That's pleasuremechanics.com toys. And thank you for shopping with our sponsors. It does a lot to support this show and keep us on the air as we approach 500 episodes of free sex education for the globe. Our podcast is our offering week after week. It is absolutely free and your support helps keep us going. That's by shopping through our sponsors and by enrolling in our courses when you are ready to explore new possibilities. Let us guide you. If you like the podcast, you will fucking love our courses where we get even more intimate and guide you stroke by stroke, step by step along your erotic path. We love hearing from course members about the incredible erotic transformations they have, about their marriages saved, about flames rekindled and sparks recaptured because they had us there holding their hands. And we invite you in one step deeper with us. Go to pleasuremechanics.com love and you will find out how to take that next step with us whenever you are ready. And part of being ready is being in this position, and this is we hear so many of you Like you like what you have and you want more, Mm. right? Some of us don't like what we have and we're ready to get like a whole new flavor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're ready to eat a whole new way and we honor that process too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, I just got an email kind of testimonial about this the other day that I shared on Instagram that was like so much like, thank you for not always trying to fix things. We love our sex life and we just want something more. We want to expand. We want to be curious. And thank you for speaking to that place of like, I like it. What else is possible? And this is vanilla with toppings, right? So many of us love vanilla sex. And it's like, can you just put a little extra what on it? And that what is so variable. If we think about the Sunday bar, You can put anything on ice cream from like bananas to spicy nuts. We had spicy popcorn on a Sunday once. (laughs) I still think about that too. That was so many years ago. (laughs) It was so many years ago. We still think about it. And so what are those spicy or sweet or whipped cream kind of toppings for you? There's sauces. There's (laughs) crunchy things. There's soft things. 
right and you know a, another good place for this is like the frozen yogurt place where mm. it's like the frozen yogurt itself is like mm, it's all about the toppings at this place <laughs> right and you pay for the ounce by that stuff but it's what makes your bowl yours mm. and you can look at your friend's thing and be like you like graham crackers and gummy bears at the same time like why <laughs> I just and, love human specificity. Yes. Like, and the taste realm gives us so much information about what we like in general. And it's a place we get to practice um, really determining what we like and having so much less judgment than in the sex realm. So what are some sex toppings, right? Like, let's, you know, we all know the Sunday toppings. and But it's actually it is a good exercise to think for yourself, what about those toppings do you like? Mm. And also, what are the n- topics that are just nostalgic mm. and remind you of that, you know, friendly Sunday you used to have where they made the cone into a, you know, hat? <laughs> Shout out to my East Coast peeps. Um, <laughs> and what is something new and daring that you've never had before, but you're willing to try maybe because it reminds you of something you used to like, right? Like, how do we choose what to put on our ice cream? How do we choose what to add into bed? Because somehow the stakes are much more fraught. Yeah. And we get really scared of adding anything new when if we think about these things as toppings that could be tried and you can just add like one piece of popcorn to your sundae and have one bite of it and evaluate. Mm, is that like one spank? You know, you know how I feel about one spank. <laughs> this is a whole nother episode. I think spanks should always come at least in threes. Um, but for example, right? Or, but I really want to gut dial way back from the kinky toppings, right? You're getting right into the spicy toppings. What are the classic toppings in vanilla sex? And for me, like one of the first things I think about is our voice, mm. how we use our voice, how we moan, how we talk to one another, um, other ways we touch our bodies while we're having that intercourse, while we're making love, right? Like, what are we doing with our bodies, our hands? Um, How are we touching and positioning ourselves with one another? Are we stuck in a few certain positions? Or are we allowing our bodies to play a little bit? Because like that, for me, that's almost like the waffle cone bowl. (laughs) I don't know, like we should really... Yeah. Um, but like it's like the same ice cream, but like a slightly different configuration that makes it like really different. Mm. Right. And so something as simple as like if you're fucking doggy style and for some people that position might be new itself, but it like expanded. So I have learned recently, like while I'm in that position to reach back and like really spread my own butt cheeks. And just that little, like, it's this vulnerable thing because I'm spreading more wide open, but it also changes how the flesh moves. And this is what's so amazing about sex. Mm. Little changes can make a huge difference. And it, like, creates a whole new novelty and it, like, changes your attention and it brings your focus back to sex. And this is part of, like, the topping is it makes you pay attention to the vanilla again. Mm. Right, because any small change can change the physical sensation, the emotional experience, the meaning making that you have around you and the dynamic. Um, And then you're paying attention more. As you said, the novelty, it's beautiful. Well, and this is hedonic adaptation. And they say like with ice cream, you only taste the first three bites. So maybe the toppings really help with that too, because then you're retasting each time. They do. And they also warm up your taste buds again, right? Like 
there's something about having the same flavor on your tongue, like the body starts looking for new stimuli mm. and it stops paying attention to what is same, same, right? So same can be good because it's consistent. It's predictable. We know we like it and it trips those neural circuits towards arousal and orgasm. Mm. Those are all good strategies to get off. But then we start adapting to it and it starts getting boring and something we can ignore and we start checking out and thinking about our shopping list while we're being fucked. Mm. And we hear of from a lot of couples that are in this place, like I'm alarmed because I'm just getting a little bit bored and we know what's on the other side of that. We know how many marriages are sexless. We know how easy it is to drift into companionate relationships, even when that's not the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. If companionate is what you want, great if an asexual relationship is what is real for you awesome if that is satisfying and fulfilling if it's not it's a source of a lot of struggle for people and vanilla toppings vanilla with toppings is a really good place to play to honor what is consistent to honor what is working and then dare yourself to try new toppings so let's keep going what are some other toppings Right? I feel like layering um, intense uh, romance or more feeling and more um, language that is romantic is like whipped cream. You know, it's like mm. adding some decadence, some emotional mm -hmm. uh, tenor that can be really mm -hmm. powerful for some people. Mm -hmm. Such as, right? And so this can be whispering sweet nothings into your ear as you're fucking roughly like... Do you know how much I love you? <laughs> Do you know how much I love being inside you? I love having you inside me. Those kind of statements that just affirm and praise and say yes to the experience that's happening. Mm. Yum. Mm -hmm. It is like the whipped cream. It's like more of what's already good. <laughs> um, that can be layering meaning making, right? So small gifts, making more of an event out of it, ritualizing it. Um and then for me, like there's this whole category of toy toppings. Yeah. And those are for me, like the fun things like the pop rocks on your ice cream or the honey roasted peanuts, even <laughs> sweet, salty nuts. Um, if you go to pleasuremechanics.com slash toys and just hang out on she vibe for a while, you will find just like endless possibilities to enhance the pleasure right so from massage candles if you are in our massage course and loving giving each other a massage massage candles melt down to very nice warm non-threatening wax mm -hmm. that you can then pour on and it's not even wax it's massage oil it's warm massage oil at that point and you pour it onto your lover and then massage them with this warm oil like that can just feel decadent um, and if they like it, you can explore hotter wax and go into wax play, right? Toppings can be gateways, but they don't have to be. Um, other toys like adding a vibrator for clitoral stimulation while you're having intercourse. If you find one that works for your configuration of bodies, this can be a total game changer. Mm -hmm. Total game changer because then you have that clitoral buzz happening while you're being penetrated and this can lead to lots of orgasmic intercourse, multi-orgasms, open up new um, durations of intercourse because the body can take more if it stays really aroused. You can use that same vibrator on his perineum and see what happens, right? Toys can travel all over the body and like, you know, 
They can go on nipples. They can go on necks. They can go on wrists. Speaking of nipples and necks, nipples are a place for a lot of great toppings. Mm. From a little more nipple stimulation, if it's something you've never explored, to nipple clamps, pinching nipples, decorating nipples. So nipple clamps don't have to be painful. A lot of people hear that and think kinky. You can just decorate your tits, right? And put on beautiful like jewelry without any piercing um, and just adorn yourself and see how that changes the experience of playing with one another. Um, there's also testicle jewelry if you really want to go there, which I actually kind of like. I was looking at this catalog the other day of um, genital, non-piercing genital jewelry. And like, what if we normalized people wearing like beautiful little bells that rang as they walked towards their lover, you know, on date night? Like not all the time, maybe, you know, but this idea of adornment. Um, well, it brings your attention to that part mm-hmm. of your body, to your eroticism. Um, and anytime we're bringing our attention to our body, it can support us in just like feeling a little different. And then <laughs> where does that go? You know, sometimes lines from our podcast end up in media mentions and it'll be like pleasure mechanics recommends bells for your testicles. <laughs> you know, it's like, Context, people. I mean, yes, if that's <laughs> what you're into. Right. And like, I think this is part of why it feels vague to some people is because it really has to be suited to what you want. Yeah. And part of what we are getting ready to do, and we are so excited about hatching this for you all. And part of the reason it's really important to get on our email newsletter now so you can be in touch with us and we can tell you about our newest offerings at pleasuremechanics.com. You'll see signups for that pleasuremechanics.com slash free, get in our free course. Our new offerings are really going to guide all of us in getting ever more specific around these questions of what do I want? What am I craving? What would be erotically like beneficial for me even? Mm. Like how do I feel into what my erotic creature wants? We know that isn't an easy question, but maybe you can start by honoring what you already like. Like what is your base flavor? And then what little toppings might enhance that, uh, make it more interesting? Because toppings also have different functions, I'd like to say, right? Like a sauce is different than a sprinkle and is different than a crunch and is different than a fruit that adds like a wet, chewy texture to your ice cream. Why do people do that? I don't know. But just that statement, right? Like for me, I like crunchy toppings. I like spicy toppings. I like salty toppings. Like I'm not going to put a banana in my ice cream, but someone else that's perfect for. And this is how it is with sex is like we have to honor those differences, know which toppings to reach for, know which ones we might be curious about. Like what are the adjacent toppings? If you always go for the peanuts, try the walnuts or the pistachios, right? And we don't give ourselves permission to be this exploratory and playful in sex. And if we can just give you a little nudge towards the spicy nuts, um, I think we've done our job for today. Oh, my God, I want nuts so bad. Oh, my God, honey. (laughs) 
Yeah, we're just always seeing if we can find avenues to experience more curiosity, more play, more freedom in how we show up for our sex life. And can we have those conversations that get us to be clearer about what we really want, what we really like, what we really want to explore? Can we try and do that with less judgment and more compassion as we're mm -hmm. hearing about what our partner or lovers might be interested in, even if sometimes mm -hmm. they have some question marks? You know, there's always ways of learning about what that means to them, what, what they're curious about, what they want to feel. And give our bodies permission to move differently, mm. to interact differently. Like positions uh -huh. is a big question we get a lot about. But I think a lot of us relate to positions in this like, college room poster of 52 positions to try that are like wild and wacky and involve great strength and standing like, on your head yeah. right and like that feels kind of like oh well other people might do that but I have arthritis and the real question is how does your body fit together with that toy with your lover with the what you want to do right now and then to free yourself up to move a little differently and with each person you're interacting with, like how your two bodies fit together is very specific, but we can get into ruts with that. We mm. can find what works and then have our two or three positions we alternate around. And sometimes a little change can make a huge difference. Mm. Again, just like grabbing a pillow and raising the hips or trying a slightly different position or standing up and having one of you on the bed. Um, or going to a different piece of furniture altogether, or when you're on vacation and in a hotel room, give that couch a try. And you might end up on the bed in five seconds, and that's fine, right? But you've changed it up. You've tried something new. Um, this permission to expand is something you have to establish together so it doesn't feel threatening. It feels fun. It feels playful. And this is where incremental change is really our friend, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. affirming the shit out of that vanilla while we sprinkle the sea salt on top. Yes. Did we name all of the toppings that you wanted to name? Never. Never. <laughs> Hair pulling, I want to throw in there. Hair pulling. I mean, this is, again, you, your kinky side is showing, baby. Sorry. Because it's these things that, like, does that feel kinky to you? When you hear someone pulling your hair... Um, and so let's walk that back, running their fingers through your hair, mm. holding your neck, kissing the nape of your neck. Dare they leave a hickey, right? Like, how do you feel about love marks and bruises after sex? Um, I love being kissed on my neck and shoulders. It's one of my absolute favorites, especially before, during and after fucking. And I love having bruises on my neck, but that might not work for everyone's job. Yeah. So again, where what you want might not even be what's available or accessible to you. And we have to constantly calibrate the choice of toppings. There's, I don't even eat ice cream anymore. I'm dairy free because of my autoimmune condition, right? I don't eat gluten for the same reason. And so like, there's so many things I desire and I want that I do not get, <laughs> that I simply do not get. I can fantasize about them. I think about them all the time. All the time I think about that buy right vanilla ice yeah. cream with real whipped cream, not the coconut, the real one. And it's not something I can have in my body right now. And you have found many other things that you like to enjoy doing Amen. with your body. Exactly. And so like this, there's this Venn diagram, again, something I work with my sex therapist on. It's like, 
what we want, what we like, and what we have access to and what's available, right? And so the topping bar, some of it might be out of reach to you. Some of it might be abundant. Um, What can you add to your vanilla to enjoy it a little bit more, to change it up, to enhance it? But like when I said toppings have different functions, some enhance the flavor, some pair well with it, right? Like as a cook, we add things for different reasons. Sometimes it's balance, right? And so if your vanilla sex life is really off balance because of that vanilla topping compulsory gender stuff that we started this episode with, maybe the balance is a little strap on play. Maybe the balance is a little bit of blowjob massage where he gets to lie back and really enjoy receiving. He's not into butt stuff, but he's going to enjoy such a lavish blowjob and get to receive and you get to be in control and use your mouth to pamper him and you're in the top mode of giving a blowjob, right? And that creates balance in that dish. Um, And sometimes a topping is just for fun and because it tastes good Mm -hmm. and because it makes it something new and unusual. And sometimes it's what's in season, Mm -hmm. right? I say I don't like fruit, but I feel like berries are ripe. Give them to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Mm. So we hope this has given you a few more ideas, gives you a little more permission just to look at your sex life again look at like what you might like to add in what you delight in Mm -hmm. what you might like to share bring some novelty bring some Mm -hmm. curiosity to what you might like to explore Mm -hmm. so and we want to hear from you you know we mentioned a bunch of toppings we like um charlotte's the spiciest (laughs) toppings suggester ever um but what toppings do you enjoy we'd love to hear from you at pleasuremechanics.com slash hello uh record a voice memo for us about your favorite toppings what makes vanilla more delicious for you and maybe if enough people heed this message we can put together a little pleasure mechanics toppings bar (laughs) For a future episode. And I actually would love this as a community experiment. Please come over. Pleasuremechanics.com slash hello. You can do it on your device. Record us a quick voice memo about what your favorite vanilla toppings are. And we will compile them together for you. Mm. And while you're there, please sign up for our free online course for our newsletter. So we can be in touch with you about our new offerings coming down the pipeline about to be spurt out into this world for your enjoyment. Um, We are so excited to share with you what we are hatching over here. We're so grateful that you are in our community and you are listening to this show, whether it is your first episode or your 400th. Welcome to the community. You can get it all at pleasuremechanics.com. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime. Pleasure.